a Shishkin Productions podcast. They have alternative options, and one of those includes uh, a device called the Snowball Edge. Uh, and basically, yeah, right. All right. In, in, in a row. This mess. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Sizzlers? Welcome Yo. to another episode of the Sizzle Real Podcast. Yes. We're out here. We're doing the damn thing. And Chris, What's I'm up? sure you know where we are. But maybe you should let our listeners know where we are. Oh, we are in the Matt H. King Podcast Arena and Lounge. lounge. It is a right. lounge right now. And it might change in the second half of the show. Yeah. You never know. It might become yeah. not a lounge. But sometimes you need a little bit more light in your life. But right That's now, it, the mood is set. The mood is set because this first half is about to be not even a half. It'll maybe be the first like fifth of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the second half, I got a feeling we're going to go long. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think our guest is going to have a lot to talk about and uh, we're going to get some really great insights from uh, what happened at NAB show in Las Vegas. Our uh, boots on week. the ground. Boots on the ground. Nice are... ass boots, NAB. <laughs> <laughs> you got the nice ass boots and they're all over the ground. Hell yeah. Um, we're going to have Damon Cohen up a little bit later on the show. I know we teased that like an episode ago. But yeah. Well, we, we, we kind of like spoke it into existence because we, we, we manifested were, it. Yeah, we manifested it. We uh, he, he didn't know that he was going to be on while he was at NAB. We just said he was. And the, lo and behold, the sizzle reel manifesto. Mm-hmm. We should write the sizzle reel manifesto, make it a page on the sizzle reel gang website. Yeah, what is it? Just have fun or else. Ooh, see, don't give away too much. Um, speaking <laughs> of Sizzle Real website, where, where can the people find us? Oh, we are uh, Sizzle Real Gang, the website.com. It's new and improved. <laughs> Brand new. Brand new. Very improved. <clears throat> um, we Brand are new, very improved. Um, many people are saying. Many people are saying it's the best website. Uh, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Send mm. us an email. Please. Um, and of course, you can call or text the Sizzle Real cold line. That is. 332-333-4361. Call in, text in, do whatever you need to do. And we have a new kind of more, you know, buttoned up. Because, you know, Sizzle Reel, been, it's been around for a while. We've yeah. kind of need to button up for all our big conversations we have with conglomerates and yes. CEOs and shit. Uh-huh. So if you go, if you email us at business at Sizzle Reel Gang, the website. Oh, God. <laughs> do we really have that now? No. No. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny if we did. Uh, inquiries. Um, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week has been kind of interesting. So uh, we've been trying to do this for, for months now, but... We're trying to archive our footage from like 2019 through 2022, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been trying to figure out the best way to do it. And we originally signed up for Amazon S3 and our upload speeds were so slow, like it made no sense. It would literally take like 30 days to upload a terabyte. It was it was ridiculous. I think we talked about it on the show once. So we were like, okay, what? What no, else no, could, it wasn't. It wasn't. Wasn't. Wasn't thirty days upload a terabyte. Was it? I thought it was something where, know. like, in order, because what do we need? We have like seventy-eight terabytes or some shit, right? That we need. We, to, we have a lot. It, it's, it was going to take four. I, I think I remember it was going to take four months to upload everything. Okay, maybe that's what it was. it was. Just like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just it's unrealistic. And the other part of it was, uh, I left it overnight a couple times, and the the transfers failed more than once. So it was like, this just is not a realistic. Because it like logged us out of the client. Or yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, how are we ever going to get this done if this needs to run for four months straight? So uh, they have alternative options. And one of those includes 
uh, a device called the Snowball Edge. Uh, and basically, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. In, in, in a row. Listen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Our degenerate ass listeners. A hundred percent. So, so, so basically the way this device works is they ship you, you know, a hard drive array, uh, that you, you load all your footage onto and then you ship it back to them and then it, it uploads onto, onto the S3 cloud storage from there. Yeah. So but when you think like a hard drive array, whatever you think, like it'll be something you can like lift up in your hand, like the size yeah. of a G drive or maybe maybe a little bit bigger, a couple of G drives. Yeah, like maybe the size of an NAS. Um, no, this thing is bigger than a fucking Pelican case. It is massive. So the, the basically they ship you. It, it's basically a computer that is shippable. Like it's built within this this plastic Pelican like uh cage yeah and on the top it's kind of cool there's a an e-ink display yeah. that that had the shipping label and like i looked at it and i was like is that e-ink and i was like no it's probably just because like there's a kind of sound a, like a dolphin when you do that e-ink <laughs> <laughs> i was like no it's probably just like uh you know little plexiglass panel over a, a sheet of paper making mm-hmm. it look that way mm-hmm. um so then i i figured out how to open the device and and i turned it on and the the display changed immediately and said like thank you for using snowball or what some shit like that yeah. and then and then the device it sounded like no joke like an aircraft taking off like Le- legitimately like i was i kind of like jumped cuz i was like what the fuck is that and yeah. it was the it, it was the snowball yeah it, it, making its noises it sounds know. like an engine revving up basically it's so loud that you you can't really talk over it yeah. uh, luckily it only lasts for like i don't know 30 seconds to a minute uh, but I didn't realize that at first. The first day it came in, I was like, I'm going to turn this off and deal with it at the end of the day when everyone's gone. So I'm not bothering everyone. Yeah. But it, it does. It does end. once. I mean, I know uh, intern Flora, she filmed it. Yeah. I don't know if she I don't think it exists anywhere right now, but there will probably be something on one of the sizzle reel uh, kind of platforms yeah 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 at some point but it, it it's it is crazy you know what we didn't even film it turning on did we i think we just filmed the we unboxing did. yeah it. uh but, so so we'll get floor on that next week because we'll, yeah. we'll still have it so it's uh, it's certainly better the upload speeds are better and maybe this is just something i'm doing wrong it took a while to set up um like I couldn't get it to register an IP address for a couple hours and finally I got that to work and then I couldn't like I kept basically uh, you have to download some software that is the interface to use a snowball and you have to unlock your device first. Uh, so they give you an unlock code in your S3 uh, dashboard and then you have to download an encrypted manifest uh, and, uh, and up- <laughs> what the yes, fuck? and you have to upload that as well. And on top of that, you have to type in the IP address and the IP address, uh, like even once I... I got it to register one. It just wasn't unlocking. So like the first day I couldn't get into it yesterday, finally got into it and I started an upload. Um, and it is not as fast as I was hoping. And I don't know if it's the way I have well, it connected. I don't think it is because thing. it's connected through a 10, 10 gigabit port. So, but you also have stuff that's on a drive. Yeah, it's on a hard drive. So that's like got to come off the like it's an old shitty MyBook or something. So yeah. it's got to come off of that WD drive 
onto the computer or through the computer through a 10 gig port. I guess like it's probably being bottlenecked out of the, the drive. Yeah. But on top of that, the it's a browser based like kind of GUI that like mm-hmm. lets you interact with that thing. It's not like it just comes up in Finder or something like that. Exactly. So I am guessing that it might also matter like about internet speeds and shit like that because i don't i don't know if it does but it, it could be something yeah but not it's yeah not as yeah. fast as i thought it it's, was going to be either it's For all also, the fucking noise it makes <laughs> right so <laughs> it should be a lot faster yeah like I, so i have to do some troubleshooting it's difficult to troubleshoot too because when you go onto their you know they're like fact or not even a fact it's like an entire guide there's a lot right. of really high level tech jargon that's a little outside of of my scope you're kind of becoming elite hacker over there yeah kind of it's i mean just just troubleshooting just trying to get it to work was Chris is wearing for me glasses that uh that guy in the matrix wears <laughs> Mor- Mor- morbius sort of morbius. Morbius. <laughs> morbius whatever the ones that go over your head you know what i mean it's morbin time chris has been um, coming in dressed like a steampunk hell guy. yeah hell yeah that's the move um so uh, the issue right now is cyberpunk not uh, steampunk <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> got like the old ass glasses. There's the like circle. Steam. Yeah, they're like steam coming off of the fucking snowball <laughs> over there, like sparks flying. Everything's analog. Um, so uh, right now I'm doing the first upload, and I have about seven terabytes on this hard drive that I'm trying to get off first. And you know, I'm guessing we have around seventy total terabytes of footage. So this is one tenth of it. So right now it's saying it's going to take three. Uh, over three days to transfer seven terabytes onto this snowball and if we extrapolate we're looking at and this assumes i come in every day even on the weekends we're looking at 30 days to get everything transferred and the issue is after 10 days they start charging you maybe we should like per call day. them and ask like yeah. if this is if this seems right if this or like if if those speeds fucked, yeah you know what I mean yeah I need to do a little bit more work and research on it and and try some different configurations but the problem is is like it's in the middle of an upload right now so I was like do I cancel the progress I've made and start troubleshooting or do I just see this one through and and you know, try and it hope out on that the next, the next one? one's faster and it's yeah. like a drive issue so I mean honestly right now I'm thinking that this might not be the solution yeah. I, i'm thinking that it might more it might me, be it, better it might make more sense to get uh, some funding approved or you know a purchase approved yeah get and, a grant yeah get a grant um <laughs> a grant from the quiz daddy and just buy like quiz daddy that's a uh, that's quiz scott that's scott uh scott rogowski so oh, we no. my bad that, or your bad. We, my bad. Absolutely my bad. Um, Scott Rogowski is not involved in this <laughs> at all. Um, so, yeah, I think it might be better to get... I, I found like a 96 terabyte hard drive array or NAS, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. And that was about $2,500. So 3000 after tax and all that. Versus, and, I mean, it's, it's much better than spending 30 days trying to do shit. Exactly. Opinion. And then that way we don't have to pay Amazon every time we want to get to our footage and like ha- who knows how the download speeds will be and yeah. and I think when you you upload the stuff I don't know exactly how it works but I don't think it uses the same folder structure I think it encrypts everything and I think it's just going to be a little bit more complicated than having an extra look the, the hard drive the only know, I think the only downside of having that extra hard drive is that it and our current still footage are on the same location, yeah. which like I personally don't care about. I actually think it's a little more, it's more convenient, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, 
And yeah, for me, I don't know. I think we go that NIS solution all the way. But what do you think, listeners? Why don't you text in 332-333-4361 and let us know. What do you think about Amazon Deep Glacier Storage or Azure, the Microsoft? Would you ever use any of that shit? Or are you just old school with lacy drives? We need to know. We need to know. Call in, text 10, in. 10,000 lacy drives. 10,000 lacy drives, daisy chains. It's <laughs> like a Guinness Book of World Records achievement. Oh, my God. going so slow. Yeah, um, so that's been my week. It's It's been interesting. It's kind of disappointing because this is like a, a three-month saga, and it, it might just... And fizzle out. Yeah. We don't let the don't sizzle, let sizzle fizzle, fizzle, but let the snowball fizzle. Yeah. Um, for me, I uh, got to meet Nancy in person. That That's was crazy. So dope. What an incredible achievement. I, I said, believe it. I texted you. I said, it's like excellence meets greatness or something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like greatness and excellence all in the same place. Uh, which one is which? Well, it doesn't really matter. Because... Um, those are both huge compliments. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? um, They're both excellent and great. I think I'm probably greatness. Uh, yeah, but it was cool to meet Nancy, you know what I mean? And, you know, I told her one day we'll have her on. Um, so but she could also call in 332-333-4361 and let us <laughs> I, know. I heard and, your plea. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard your appeal. appeal. <laughs> it's not a plea. <laughs> I heard your appeal for a phone call. Uh, um, yeah, Nancy, call in, call in. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you thought of the studio. You know, Nancy was yeah. here doing a separate podcast. Wow. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe on we'll, the network. Yeah, on the network. Maybe we'll okay. spill the tea next week. Well, well, well. I don't, I don't I just, even know. I don't, don't want to like tease it if we don't know it's coming out. Well, I already yeah, did. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris. Uh, we got a long second half, so let's be really quick about this. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> you're our strike correspondent. What's going on with the WGA strike? Um, so the most honestly, we 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 have a friend out there who probably would be better at this, but whatever. Yeah, he's literally a writer. Um, so basically, the the most recent update is uh, that there's a chance that uh, writer Hollywood writers will strike. Uh, on the morning of May 2nd, uh, earlier this week, they sent out a, a list of rules basically, uh, for the strike, uh, for the, for the, for the record, we are recording this Thursday, April 27th. So by the time you hear this, maybe things have shifted. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so just the, 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 the quick notes of it, um, there's, just basic rules like uh, about crossing the the picket line. Like right now, uh, you're not allowed to communicate or negotiate with any of the companies that are struck. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm having trouble finding well, finding me, my notes. I'm looking at this, and to me, one thing that says it says something about hyphenates, and I thought that's the most interesting. It's saying members who are employed in dual capacities. Uh, are now prohibited starting, I guess, at the strike will be prohibited from performing any writing services. So that's really interesting to me. So like, for example, if you're like a writer dash editor, right? Like if you write the show and you edit it, for example, Mm -hmm. um, you can't write it anymore, but you can still edit it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. interesting. And uh, even if you're not in in the Writers Guild, uh, if you take any any contracts or you negotiate with any of these straw companies, uh, then you will be basically disbarred from ever becoming a part of the union. Um, It's I mean, it's kind of boilerplate stuff. It's it's very basic. But, you know, the, the rules have been sent out. So 
basically everyone is aligned and like we said last week they got what 98 percent of the vote uh to strike so i think i think everyone's pretty aligned there hopefully no one crosses the picket line it's very interesting to read this is from deadline the thing that we're reading but it's very interesting to read the language in these because it's very like it's very uh not aggressive, but like it's, strict. It's like yeah. it seems like it's like I mean, because obviously this is a big thing. It's like yeah. it's your fucking career and your your well being. So it's a like legal your, contract. Yeah, but one thing, um, going back to those hyphenates, it says the things that they're not allowed to do include cutting for time, bridging material necessitated by cutting for time, changes in technical or stage directions, assignment of lines to other existing characters, changes necessary to obtain continuity, acceptance, or legal clearance. Casual minor adjustments in dialogue or narration uh, and basically, yeah, pretty much any sort of writing instructions, directions or suggestions, whether oral or written made to a writer regarding story or screenplay. So like you can't even like consult on something like you like literally. I think if you are WGA and this happens, like if I was, I would say the best plan of action is like just don't talk to exactly and just be like yeah sorry like and your agent is not allowed to talk on your behalf either oh wow yeah um, yeah it one of these rules is uh notify struck companies to return or delete writer own spec literary material or sample scripts so that's super interesting uh do not discuss future writing assignments uh don't negotiate with a struck company for development financing or production one that's interesting, it says you must inform the guild of the name of any writer you have reason to believe is engaged in scab writing or other well, strike well, breaking well. activity. Okay. That's nuts. That's like a, well, I don't know. I don't want to make this, I don't want to make this one. It's not one to one, obviously, but kind of reminds me of like how they always talk about North Korea. Like you have to report your neighbor if they don't like, I don't know, follow the, the, president or right. some shit. I, don't I know. mean, honestly, I, obviously I have no idea. It, it's, right about. now it's like Texas where you have to like notify the government that someone's going to get an abortion or some yeah, shit like that. Nuts. Uh, um, preserve a digital date stamped copy of all unproduced literary material written for a struck company. Like that's some of this is kind of intense. Like it's, yeah. it, you know, there's a lot of steps and you, like if you're in the guild, I think you really have to read this full thing and make sure you're not doing anything wrong. Also, you know, something like this, that's like, I don't know. This is like, yeah, this is big. This is like super serious. I feel like it's better. Who, it, who, I don't really know what how the negotiations go, but it's better to work it out with them than let them strike. Yeah. Because if they strike, I think things will be, it'll be bad news bears. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll follow up on that whenever we get back to it uh, next week. Like I said, by the time this episode posts, this could all be already settled. So, Absolutely. Um, last thing before we go to break, autopod.fm. Everyone saw it. If you were involved at all in any video creation or even podcast creation, or mm-hmm. even if you're just on the internet, yeah, you most likely on saw Autopod. It's like this. Uh, it's basically automatic editing for video podcasts and shows. So the thing I think that caught your eye and, and mine too was the multicam editor. If you want to explain kind of what happens there, yeah. So basically, how this works is say say you're recording a podcast and you have uh, you have three people on the podcast and you have four cameras. You have a wide angle and you have a camera trained on each person. Uh, well, basically, Autopod, uh, you can kind of go into the the UI and you tell tell it who's on which track, who's on which camera, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you, you run it. And what it does is it cuts 
angles for you based on who's speaking at that time Mm -hmm. so that you know that solves one of the like most tedious parts of of editing something like that is picking angles and look multicam isn't too difficult uh you know if you just play it back and you hit one two three four whatever that's it's really not that difficult but it is time consuming because you have to watch the whole whole thing and sometimes you got to go back in make your little micro edits Uh, and this this just does all that work for you 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 want to know a couple other things that Autopod does? Um, well, I know that it can it can like do auto reframe and it can. So it has a few different. I think it's got like three main pillars, right? It's got mm-hmm. multi camera editor. It's got social clip creator, which it'll automatically create these clips for you based on your. All you have You're to do is out. like check. You put it in and out, and then you check off like what you know. Um, aspect you want it sure and it can automatically add like watermarks or end pages you can offset those end pages Mm -hmm. so like literally it'll just make them for you which is really cool but another thing it does it has a thing called the jump cut editor which automatically creates jump cuts and footage based on silence so it's kind of like something that i have a feeling we might not know the answer to later yeah we might (laughs) we might talk about it later uh, yeah, and it'll sound like we don't know if there's a solution, but it's but a bit. The whole thing's a the bit. The whole thing's a bit. <laughs> the whole thing's a bit. But that's kind of cool. I mean, there you go. I'm actually thinking, like, just from us talking about it right now, I'm like, damn, we should probably get a license. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, twenty, it's twenty nine bucks a month, but like that jump cut editor and that multicam editor would be very useful for me for the kind of stuff I yeah, do. Yeah, they would. I would save thirty dollars worth of time a month easily, dude. My yeah, it's true. Well, yeah, I would because for me. I'm trying to think of $30 of my time is probably like 15 minutes, I would say. Yeah, something like that. No, not even. Like, like 10 like, minutes. Eh. 10 minutes. What? Wait, yo, come on. It's disrespectful to my face like that? It's no. 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm just trying to do the math. 10 times 30 times 6. 180. Yeah, you're right. It's even less. Five minutes, probably. Five minutes of my time is worth 30 bucks. Yeah. Right? Sure. 30 times, what's that? 12? No. What's what's 60 divided by 5? 12. It's 12, yeah. 30 times 12. All the math sizzlers are like screaming at this their phones. Like, I, riveting. I got to figure out. $360 an hour? We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Um, that's how much sizzle reel costs, I guess. <laughs> talk for an hour. I, all, the, all this math sounds wrong to me, but <laughs> I think you did everything completely backwards. I think it's more, I, I think it's, I think it's about 20 or 30 minutes of our time. But... <laughs> But that's all all right. All right. Uh, it's still super useful, and it's cool to see all this AI coming out, coming for our jobs. But um, Yeah, that's mostly a little tease. That's a lot of what the second half of this show is about. Absolutely. Apparently, a lot of NAB was AI stuff. Who, huh, who could have guessed? Yeah, um, okay, shall we take a break, and then we'll let the second half speak for itself? Absolutely. Welcome back, Sizzlers, as Welcome. promised. Here is our our NAB, our Sizzle Reel NAB, NAB correspondent. Yeah, our boots on the ground. Our boots so on the speak. ground are now in the... Uh, <laughs> now the boots are all over the studio. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the Maddich King uh, uh, podcast arena podcast and lounge. Arena, oh, is it the lounge no, today? No, it's not the lounge today. No, it's not, not the, the lounge, lounge today. But it was the lounge for the first half of the show. Yeah, 100%. Second half of the show, we turned the lights on. Yeah. We got a guest. We got our correspondent. Damon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank How's you. it going over there? It's going good. Going uh, back from sunny, dry Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. He, he, said, he said the water was weird there. <laughs> yeah, there's it's barely so any of it. That's what's yeah. so weird about it. <laughs> um, dude, uh, so NAB, let's, before 
I know you probably have a list of things that you want to talk about, most interesting things you saw, disappointing things you saw, but give me a little five word summary of NAB. Big picture. Can you do it? I can give you mine from last time I went. It was, wow, lots of nerds drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is that two sentences? Is drinking its own sentence? It's really really up in the eye of the beholder. That's how you want to interpret it. Uh, what do you got? For me, uh, again, no, for, either one. Oh, for, for me, last year, um, man throws taco <sighs> in street. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing too. That was a thing too. Uh, I guess. It's, see, it's tough, uh, right? Endless AI image tagging. That's endless why. AI image tagging. Is AI one word or two? Uh, I guess it's two. It's artificial intelligence. Yeah. Artificial yeah. So that's the big thing you saw was AI image tagging. So much. That's kind of good. No, yeah. it was cool. They, I mean, they all kind of like just blend together. That's kind of nuts, dude. I feel like, remember, I feel like we've, we could dig back into the archives of this show. And there's probably times when we've been like, I wish that like we could just feed the footage through a thing and it would just tag all of it with like yeah. what's there. Is oh, that 100%. What, what yeah, no, yeah. It tags everything with what's there. But it's just, you know, how do you use that after it's been tagged? Yeah. That's kind of the problem. It seems like, I don't know. I'm waiting for the big like Premiere integrations to come. Yeah, but I mean, can't you just like search like cat or something and it'll show you all the stuff with the cat in it? That's great. But now how do you get that into your editing system? Oh, they don't have that? I kind of figured that would be like part of the whole thing. Oh, okay. So, so it just kind of tags it like within it's uh, more like Finder when, or Windows no, it's, Explorer. It's, it's, it's no, its own standalone no, no, no. program. It's done through. These are usually they are either integrating with like an asset management system. Okay. Or the company is also doing an asset management system. Gotcha. Like mm. I think I talked to um, uh, Axel AI is an asset management system. Newsbridge I think also does it. Axel I know it does have a Premiere integration coming out. Okay. Um, I wasn't able to get a demo of it while I was there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that their website just says it is coming. <laughs> All um, right. Hey, um, you know, I'm at the, I'm at Axel AI's website right now, yeah. and uh, it has a bunch of people excited on computers. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're on laptops and they're excited. That's and there's also a dog sitting in front of a laptop. So <laughs> not sure where you know what's happening, but I love it. Um, so Damon, let's let's yep. hear it. Let's get into it. What is some of the kind of highlights or do you want to take us maybe like booth by booth or like whatever you went oh, and saw or no, I'll, I'll just, let you drive. Yeah, I'll just do like the highlights because I went to many booths that I don't really remember and just kind of yeah or blur of things I don't need to use. Yeah. Um, For when it comes to AI image tagging, there was one. I can't find their website. I'm mm-hmm. hoping they reach out to me. They're called Obvious Futures. They're mm. doing image tagging based on emotion. Really? Yes. So the example obvious features or futures? Obvious futures, which if you Google obvious future AI, you get way too much. Hmm. Um You don't think this is them? Obvi- obviously dot AI? Maybe not. Is this is them? no code machine learning. I don't know this if this didn't seem is. like no code machine learning. Okay, well tell 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 us a little bit about what it was. Yeah, they do they're also just AI image tagging. They okay. you know, you give them your media, they tag you pay the money, runs through their system, they tag it. But the searching, it's supposed to be able to work based on just like, you could search like somber scene. Yeah. And it'll find shots that are somber, even where another AI tagging software would just, you know, go like bus, car, person, 
you know, landmark detections getting big. A lot of them have celebrities. A lot of them are more geared towards like archival news content. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So it's like. like, yeah, I need to find, you know, that time like Will Smith was at an event that we produced and we had the footage of. Let's sure. go find that. Weren't, um, weren't you talking about how you used to use some sort of news thing that was like uh, an archival that was for every like station to collab on or something like that? Um, yeah, we, we used a couple. Um, we had uh something called bit central which integrated with another program called uh it was by ap it was called ENPS mm-hmm. and basically we were able to like search our bit central archive and that also connected with CNN somehow and you know depending on the keywords you could pull footage from whatever event or sometimes just stock footage um and then we would take that video and when we uh, like export it. What we're actually doing is we're attaching it to the ENPS system um, under that specific story. You know, it's like divided into blocks, right. A block, B block, and all the stories in between. Um, and then that video becomes attached with that story forever, and it automatically archives that for the future, um, and it archives it with the script that was associated with with that. And uh, so, yeah. cool. something like Bit Central is basically. A similar idea except it doesn't have the ai element it was someone in the past tagged yeah, it yeah. by hand exactly yeah right and a lot of these systems they'll integrate with like whatever asset management system you're using sure yeah um obvious features seem to be like their own but now yeah. when you we, when you say that it, it like detects you know a somber scene or whatever so it's not just like facial recognition it's just it's not just the emotions of people on on the on the screen no, like it's, it would just the entire composition yeah the entire composition i think what's happening in the scene another demo that they showed was just like dangerous oh so, okay gotcha so like yeah. you know let's it say you're Anthony looking Wiener. for like a bus carlos danger <laughs> carlos danger carlos danger throwback you're looking for a bus so like let's say you're looking for like a bus crash or something yeah outside of that you'd have to type in like bus sure and just go through all your bus shots this you could do like bus dangerous and danger you like a bus that's like a bus coming right at the screen coming into the screen about to crash running over someone damn that's Um, that's really impressive i see that's the kind of ai that like i'm stoked about because that's the kind that isn't going to replace our jobs it's going to make our jobs easier exactly and like get rid of the the like drone work that i don't even know if it's gonna make them easier just gonna change them like Mm because you know how like i feel like now there's even I don't know how far into this we are, but there's discussions of like it, it being a skill to be able to write good prompts, yeah. or like good yeah. AI prompts. And it's like that's it is. very bizarre that like engineering AI, quote unquote, in that way is is, is like a, a whole thing. And I wonder how much that's going to bleed into editing or like, you know, because like yeah. writing dangerous bus is one thing, but yeah. being able to like nail exactly what you want in one search is like. Well, I, I've seen I've seen enough videos lately of people like basically social engineering chat GPT because they'll ask it one thing and it's like, well, I'm not allowed to do that, you know. And then if you just kind of phrase it a little bit differently, yeah. it's like, I know I'm not allowed to do this. But if I want if I was to tell someone how not to do this or, you yeah, know, whatever, exactly. it's like, oh, I can tell you those steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. safeguards are not quite locked down yeah yeah well that's kind of the concern is that it's all moving at such a crazy breakneck pace yeah i mean i think 
Uh, I mean, I know for a fact in the first half of the show, we talked about the automated podcast editing thing. That's, you know, what I'm talking about the, the I one mean, you that do cuts angles. We, yes. Cause we talked yeah. about oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, yeah. I saw that Instagram reel too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> he came in the other day and he goes, this is the first time I've actually been scared for my job. Yeah. And I was like, like not, not immediate know. danger, but like down, down the line, like that, it, it, if it can cut angles, here's the thing, cutting angles to, uh, to like who's talking when that's a great baseline but you know sometimes like you don't have to cut to the person speaking all the time sometimes you want the reaction of someone else so it's it's not a 100% solution but I don't think it only cuts based on the audio I think it also cuts reactions doesn't it or no oh maybe it does maybe it it. does about to try to use it one of these days yeah but is it it out is it can like anyone grab that I think so I don't know I think so I haven't really done any research we'll find out and we'll update you on the Uh, the next couple weeks you know what podcast you're on we don't do research (laughs) (laughs) we just fucking talk shit (laughs) All right. so that was called obvious obvious futures futures, yeah that's the AI image tagging software that's the most interesting Mm -hmm. one out there but you saw other ones too, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, Axel and Newsbridge. I looked at. I'd also looked at both of them before at NAB in New York last fall, and it's they're they're good. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, all the it's, same idea. It's, though. Yeah, it's it's all the same idea. They're all MAMs. They all integrate with your other MAM. <laughs> And they all have different. Yes, they are mams that interact with your other mams, bro. You fucking run in a brothel, goes to Vegas, starts running a brothel. All right. So, was there anything else that you saw that wasn't a mam or whatever? Um, for AI image shagging or just in general, just in general. like at NAB. Um, yeah. No, I, the coolest thing I saw for edit, for editing, especially, is Crotos Studio. Crotos. Crotos Studio. Crotos. K R O T O S Studio. Crotos studio yes um oh you sent me a link about this yes yeah. I, it, it said something like 60 whooshes in 10 seconds or something i was like what oh, oh i know what we're talking about <laughs> now yeah. explain this what is this so it's basically a virtual foley studio it's pretty cool um yeah no it's really cool i mean the free version has a lot of whooshes <laughs> and, but you can you can cus- you get to customize them based on how you draw your drag your mouse. Oh, so instead okay. of having to sit there and listen to you know your stock library mm-hmm. and listen to sixty, you can wishes almost there, generate your own whoosh. It's entirely generating your own whoosh. Oh, you can use um, a mouse or a MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I think the whoosh has a pitch control as well that you can Ooh, adjust. Okay. And it's actually live recording as you're using it. It, so yeah interesting and then you drag that recording you know it can either save as a file or you can drag it straight into your and editing it, system yeah okay so it's but it's its own standalone thing and you kind of have to almost hit play in premiere in its own window and then in this in a different window fully and then if it fits you export it or does it have like um there there are plugins for okay. davinci and premiere probably final cut yeah yeah i mean um, just looking at the website and looking at the the like the design of the UI or seems whatever. Very intuitive. It seems it also yeah. just feels more Da Vinci than it than it, than it that's does. That's true. Premier. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Da Vinci's a, like better. Da Vinci is what they were doing the demo with. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like one day we're gonna have to maybe switch. But my goal is to stop yeah. editing by the time that full switch comes, so I don't have to do it anymore. I'm like, yeah, let me just produce. You figure that. Yeah, shit. I'm yeah. not you, but they. Yeah, I get it. I, I I've yeah. been hearing basically like Resolve is it's getting there for editing. Like most people would 
still prefer not to edit like a, a big project in it, but yeah. it's like super promising and it's, it's great for a team environment apparently. Mm. Um, but I, I do think eventually everyone's going to kind of learn resolve a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I will say this uh, Krotos thing. I'm just looking at this. I guess they have a thing called the Genesis sound pack. I don't know what it is, but it comes with like ambiences. Yeah. Like, so uh, room tone almost. Uh, no, oh, no. Ambience or, way more than room tone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, I was playing around with the Genesis pack and they did it like for the street noises. Mm -hmm. You can just adjust it's like with in their ui which is kind of this big like spectrum of sound or one to two spectrums of sound that you're controlling mm -hmm. you can change like you know is there a lot of siren noise is there honking noise what's and is I'll, it a wet to, street to, to, to kind of street? to kind of draw the the picture for the listener like yeah. when, when you say spectrum they're like almost x y axis axes and it's like a couple different like x y type graphs and then some are like maybe a circle with a little ball in the middle and you like pull on the ball to like you know generate things and it's uh it it honestly seems pretty fucking cool yeah, yeah. No, it's the ambient noise i'm really excited about because it's you know sitting there and listening to street sounds takes a long time and yes. i don't i don't have the patience to, like craft my own full soundscape right right right. but this like they've got street noises they've got you know alien spaceships apartments yeah, forests this is, this um, is pretty cool yeah footsteps is also the big one footsteps yeah foley whoosh yeah. interface vehicles weapons so it's, how, uh, how does the how do the footsteps work do you just kind of like tap whenever someone's walking you tap whenever someone's walking they have a couple different shoes that you can choose from they've got like a heel a sneaker a boot uh -huh. and then the let me say i have it written down um it's uh it seems pretty cool yeah, yeah. you can do like scuff marks like the foot scuffing oh, you can okay. change what texture of the ground it is so they really kind of thought this all through and this yeah. is just the first iteration i'm guessing of this it's probably just going to yeah. get more and more robust or whatever it looks like they've been doing they've had like other software just had sound effects that they were selling and mm -hmm. this is i think now what they're pivoting into this is um, really really dope yeah it's very affordable too so the the basic studio Crota studio is free and then if you want the the genesis pack it's only 29 dollars which you know, that's just a couple months of paying for Soundstripe or a one time fee. I, yeah, I, that's what wow. it seems like. Yeah, that's which impressive. Yep. you know, I kinda figured it would be a subscription. Um, I heard from someone else that the that what they're going to be doing is selling out more sound packs. So yeah. That will be the like, ongoing uh, yeah. because they do have like if you look okay. at their sound effect library, like for guns, they have a lot more gun options than the Genesis pack comes with. That's also a really cool one is their guns and explosions. Yeah. Which you can change like the distance of it. That's wild. Yeah. Like you you could actually just click it, like click on there and be like, oh, this is coming from the far left. That's the far right. Very center. cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess they've. Yeah, like they're, they're a pretty established place because now I'm looking at they're just their general shop and their ultimate bundle three, which I guess includes almost everything they've ever made. Guess how much that shit costs? Oh, uh, $200. No, higher. Higher. A uh, thousand? Higher. Oh, uh oh, $2,500. $6,799. Wow. <laughs> Yo, so that's why that shit's 30 yeah. bucks. It's because this is where they make their money. Well, I think like seven grand. They've hey. like Marvel movies on their credits list. Yeah, they're they doing, seem they seem fucking yeah. legit as hell, dude. So yeah, th that's good. Cool. That's good that like they're the ones who are kind of coming up with this, you know, fully ac accessible fully idea. Because like, 
they know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's pretty cool. You got you got to go to the booth and talk to them. Yeah, I went to a booth, talked to them, did the full demo, and then they sent me the Genesis for free. So oh look at that, twenty nine dollars. Let's fucking go, awesome. yeah. dude. Very oh, yeah. nice. Don't worry, they're getting their bread buttered oh, yeah. somewhere else. They got <laughs> their seven k. I am not worried about in. them. Um, what else you got? So those were kind of like the two most impressive things I didn't know about already. Um, color. I went down to well, I, I spent a lot of time at like the Hedge booth, which was also sharing. They're sharing their space with Color Lab AI. Oh, okay. Which they have. They were there mostly announcing a new feature that they've got called Free Lab, which solves like the one complaint I had with Color Lab. Yeah. What is um, first of all? What is Color what is Lab? Color Lab? Color Lab. It's like. This is color, like spelled like the British yeah, way. British color. Color. <laughs> color lab. Dot AI. Dot AI. Color lab is like an, it's an AI color grading software, mm-hmm. but a lot of what it does is also just has a lot of color management that you, and you can integrate it very easily with Premiere. Like you just open the plugin and you can send your timeline straight to color lab and then push the timeline right back and it comes, everything comes in just as an effect. But Premiere itself doesn't have really anything for color management tools Mm. like how is this different than a LUT? i guess um or is it way more just way more robust or i mean it is a LUT, but like it's 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 all LUTs. it all of colors kind of LUTs to a point yeah um but this like it'll identify what cameras like what cameras are in your project if you've got multiple cameras it'll go through you can you know set the color do kind of like set your color space up per those cameras and get all those settings, which is something that if you're used to doing color in DaVinci, mm-hmm. DaVinci is very much built for that. Mm-hmm. Premiere just does not really offer that. Yeah. So anywhere. Is, this is like maybe it's almost it's what's its what's its bigger competitor? Would it be Resolve or would it be like Lumetri Color Plugin or you know? Um, what I, mean? I don't know. I don't really know who their competitor would be. Definitely not Resolve because it it integrates really well with Resolve and it's more of like getting that first draft of your color done really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can go in and you know auto match shots, make a bunch of just like really basic changes, and then put it back into Resolve and you know. In Premiere, it comes in just as like a layer effect yeah. and you can do, you know, Lumetri shot by shot cleanups underneath of it. Mm-hmm. Or you can push it to DaVinci and, you know, just keep coloring on different nodes. Because to me, I feel like, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not I don't do the most color, but um, Lumetri is like so trash like it works it's fine but like just like getting around it is such a pain in the ass sometimes. yeah it's, it's like especially amazing. if you're trying to like just go between different lots to see how they look like you have to click the, the menu click like whatever and then i don't know it's like it's really hard to just switch back and forth and kind of compare you know yeah this you'd be able to just look at you know all their basic looks and a preview just yeah it's in a window you can see it all and yeah, it quickly seem, apply yeah. it seems pretty cool so you said they were sharing a booth with they were sharing a booth with this company Hedge, Hedge, which they are like a DIT type software. They do like checksums, builds out your folder structure, okay. can add in metadata. Um, I've been building out like a a bit of a plugin with them. And actually the what I was doing to bring in like clips onto Premiere and organizing it on the timeline, yeah. I was testing all that using Hedge. Yeah. Um. So I was using their like metadata. Structure. Do you want to explain like what what that is or how it works, or do you not uh, want to discuss it? You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. How how the my, thing like, the thing you built? Yeah. The thing I built. Yeah, I can explain how that works. Um. So the test that I used was all just on my 
movie library. Mm-hmm. I went through using Hedge. Hedge allows you to add metadata per each clip that you're transferring while it's doing the transfer and like the checksum reports and all that. And you can. So I went through and I tagged everything just by like the decade and genre threw it into the hedge metadata hedge creates like a sidecar JSON file for each each clip that you transfer. And okay. then I wrote the thing for I wrote the extension script for Premiere which finds each clip in the directory that I pointed at, reads that JSON metadata fi- file and uses that information to determine what goes on the timeline when and what bins everything should be going into. Got it. Got it. So basically it automatically bins it into like decade yeah. or genre. Yeah, I did it like a decade folder and then a genre folder within that. And then it comes into the timeline and the way I had it, I, I'm building as like there's a tier one metadata field and tier two, which is also really nice with hedge because I can actually use the metadata field itself as a variable because okay. hedge allows you to have these like hidden fields Gotcha. that users can't see. They're just kind of there for the back end. Mm-hmm. Um. It seems kind of cool. If, yeah. It seems like, you know, if, if that could be more robust, like it's kind of the possibilities are endless. You know what I mean? Because exactly. you could give it so many different fields that relate to so many different things, like maybe the date it was shot on or the what what like, you know, what take it was or like what part of what scene it was. Yeah. And it'll automatically just bin everything up for you when yeah. you drop it in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's incredible. Yeah. yeah the, the next thing I want to do with it is take a kind of reuse that same script to make it so I just tell, you know, just type in, I want, like, this is my tier one field and this is my tier two field. And then it goes through all the premier metadata and builds out timelines based on that. Yeah, I mean, um, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Sounds like way more work than I would I could put into anything. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess we've done this podcast for a while. That's, that's, about, that's about as much work as I can be bothered to do. Yeah, would you call it work, really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. We're, we're pros now. Well, for me, it's just we're just having fun. Yeah, we're having a great time. You know what they say? Do what you love. You'll never love it again. <laughs> um, OK, so Hedge and and, uh, you know, Color Lab and all of yeah. these. These are kind of more, you know, deep cuts. I think these are like very specific for the industry. heads. Yeah. Yeah. What did you go to any of these like? Any of the bigger things, like you go to the Adobe booth or the yeah, da, the DaVinci booth or whatever. Yeah, speaking of color management, uh, one of the big announcements last week uh, for Premiere is it's adding like automatic tone mapping. So it's supposedly supposed to be able to, you know, like kind of automatically color correct your footage and have it match a little bit better. Were you able to see any of the new features that they announced? I didn't see anybody over there really showing off the auto tone mapping the way the Adobe booth was very just like sectioned to a person like a ton of people sitting at computers showing very specific parts of the adobe products gotcha um so i know the text-based editing was the big feature that they were really pushing yeah Yeah, they weren't really pushing any of like the more just smaller technical new additions it's the text-based editing which i'd already tested very cool works great really Um, yeah tell us a little bit about that what how does it work and and what, what 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 did you find about it so the I mean, you just, it works kind of just by delete, you delete the text as you're going through the transcription. You've got a big transcription panel to look at mm-hmm. and it just deletes it off the timeline. So it's kind of like Descript, yeah. but native to Premiere. Exactly. They, they made their version of Descript. Awesome. Now, were you messing with it like there at the show or were you just mm-hmm. doing this at home? No, nah, I did a test with that at home like about a month ago. 
Um, I took all the words out of a movie, which was interesting because it also shows. Yeah, it also shows the like timelines. Sorry, not the timelines. It shows like the spots of silence in there, which is cool. Interesting. You can't select and delete silence, which that that I don't like. That's. I I would really like that because I mean just think about like setting up a string out. Isn't there a plugin that exists that does that? There must be. There definitely is. I've I've seen it on TikTok. I just don't remember what it's called. There is. It's on um. You can find it's on like my wish list on AE scripts. But it's always nicer when it's native to Premiere, right? Next next time I have to do a podcast, I'll check out check out the AE scripts. Not the not speaking on the podcast, but cutting a podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, But no, the text based editing it works great um the other the other issues kind of have with is that it doesn't premieres transcript in general and a lot of ai transcripts do this they skip over filler words oh interesting yeah they kind of just they don't you're they're not writing out every um which that's what i would love to use it for yeah you know using it to help like craft an interview yes but you know i also want to get in there and just find every single um yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's got it's got some some shortcomings, but overall, good first yeah. implementation of it. I'm guessing. Yeah, good. It very easy to use. Works correctly, which is always a plus with yeah. these things. Um, and I did bring. I did actually talk to somebody at the Adobe booth, and they said to be on the lookout. You know, for for those ums and filler words. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I think I'm not the first person yeah. to bring this up. I um I think uh that would be a really cool thing to like take the movies and get rid of all the words and that would be like its own YouTube channel that'd be dope as hell. People would like watch the show that that you'd probably get like sued right away. But yeah, still, uh, it's art. I mean, it's inter- yeah. it's interpretation, right? Sure, sure. sure. That's, and that's, if it doesn't work, yeah. just hit horizontal flip on the whole thing. <laughs> put it on put it on daily motion or some shit. It'll be great. That's the way to do it. Yeah, and then speed it up to or, to like ninety nine point five percent. Exactly. People like, don't yeah. know what's actually. And then put sub surfer on the bottom there you go keep people interested <laughs> and subtitle it so it's yeah. just like um uh um silence um you know okay so that you the text-based editing thing you saw that at the premiere you saw that on your own but you also saw that, that, was, that at the adobe booth yeah um so that was adobe you said it was kind it was of like adobe. maybe not maybe not lackluster but just like not nothing special that we didn't already know I yeah guess. the adobe booth seems I mean, I, I didn't spend, I spent a lot of time there when I went last year. Mm-hmm. This time, not so much because I kind of, they're more geared towards people who want to learn about Adobe, mm-hmm. not someone who already knows a lot about Adobe softwares, who's just right, kind of coming in right, to ask right, very right. specific questions. I mean, I did do that to them. Um, you kind of tested them. Yeah, I tested them. I well, I keep, <laughs> I keep trying to get somebody to tell me how they, how premieres, what premieres best practices are for using all their different types of metadata schema. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're, they're stoked they're, to hear like, that question. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I'm just working this gig, dude. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're a mix of like you know the sales team, the engineers, and the actors that they hire to stand around and yeah. scan your badge because yes, they have hired yes. actors. I love that's that um, that's what I would want to be if I was at one of these things. I just want to be like, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, you have a question? Yeah, go talk to him. Oh, let me scan your badge. Bloop, 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 bloop. Let me steal your data yeah, they, and then email you for the next two years. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, my email's just been exploding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never let them scan my badge. I always turn it, turn it facing me. I did have it turned facing me until someone asked at least this time. So they I, can't I, scan me as I walk. By. My rule is now: uh, you can only scan my badge if you have like 
something to give me. If you have a hat that I want or a tote bag, you can, you can scan it. Yeah. Fair enough. For me, it's, yeah, yeah you're right. Those two things yeah. I would actually do it for. Yeah. But generally I'm just like, absolutely not. I think no I got a, my fucking a badge, water dude. bottle from Verizon, but I don't think they had to scan it, scan me for it. No, that one was free. Yeah. I feel like even that Zeiss hat was free. They didn't scan you on the Zeiss hat. Did That's they? true. Uh, I don't know if it was the You can Zeiss. always talk them into giving you it for free. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're just, they're advertising. That's yeah. true. That's so true. you can just be like, you know, this isn't even my email. I don't know. This data is inaccurate. You don't want to scan it. Or just draw a line across it, like tear Ooh. it a little bit. Oh, it doesn't work anymore. Um, okay. So Adobe. Yeah. Adobe. Ranking um, it out of 10, zero to 10, the booth. You're going to, uh, my guess is you give it like a six. Yeah. I think like maybe a six. I, I, I'll go up to a seven because I like that they're there. You know, I don't I'm not getting the best answers to what do I do with the metadata schema, but sure. it's a better answer than I'd get just emailing their like <laughs> Adobe support. Posting it on going the on the Creative Cal forum. <laughs> that one guy, that, that guy old, who edits old the editor. guy who answers everything. Yeah, and he's Dave, like Dave or some shit. This, like this question has been asked before. <laughs> and like he doesn't just, give you any links or just, anything. Just it's just grumpy. Yeah. He's like, Oh, is it that time of the like that time of the year where the, everyone asks this question again? Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, why don't you shut up? It's like why are you even here? Um, so, okay. Uh, was there any kind of booth that you went to that, you know, surprised you or you were like, oh, like either in a good or a bad way where you were like, whoa, this is not what I expected. Uh, it, this is so cool. And I can't believe there are more people here or vice versa. Where you are like, why are there all these people here? This shit isn't even that groundbreaking. Oh, I think. I feel like when we went, I there was a ton of people at every uh, camera thing. Yeah. Like there's yeah. always people playing with the cameras and I was one of them. I'd play with the cameras and I was like, I'm well, not going to, I'm not going to actually buy Yeah. There was, there was one, yeah. one booth where they were f- like kind of filming. I don't know if they're actually filming or if it was just like a mock setup, but it was like kind of like a newsroom or like yeah. So- yeah. something like that. And you could, could use the giant rigs and it was fun to just like yeah. kind of move them around. And it's like, that you're not, you're not really doing anything. You can't really change any of the settings. That would but. be a sick gig to get hired as the background artist, like for <laughs> those things where yeah. your job, just like walk around and like read a book and just oh, like yeah. be the talent on the scene. Sure. Or I think so. Cool. Sony had someone just throwing darts. Love they had, they had darts cool. and a pool table set up. That one was oh, cool to see. That's nice. Dream but. job. <laughs> play darts and, and play pool all day. That's so sick. That would be incredible. Uh, but no, I didn't I didn't get very hands on with any of the cameras. Yeah. Um I did go, I had like, you know, just was hanging out and mm-hmm. went over to play with the uh, speedball for at Black Magic. What the fuck is this? I is think I know a different speedball. The fuck is a speedball? Keep that shit off the pod, bro. That stays in Vegas. What is the speedball? The like the What's it called? The like speed edit consoles that DaVinci has. That's where Black, oh, Mag- I, I, where, where I gotcha. Black Magic makes all their money. And why yeah. DaVinci's so cheap. The like $5,000 yeah. consoles so that you can color faster oh, or like, whatever. It's like, so you can like, you're saying you roll like that little ball to like move the, like a, instead of clicking and dragging the, yeah. well, they, like playing golden tea. Yeah. yeah Cause they've got, they have, ed- they have ones for the editing system, which just, it's like jog wheels. Mm-hmm. They've got, I mean, I did work one gig where I got to sit at the like Star Trek Enterprise Ooh. one where it's just like takes yeah. like you know bigger than this desk. What did you panel. What did you think? How, how, was it useful? Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's better I than mean, having I, a keyboard mouse. Total, oh, especially for color. Even like their cheapest one for color or a knockoff is better than using a mouse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, color is a wheel. 
Yeah. You know, it's true, not true. it's not a slider. It's not a up and down. It's a wheel. Yeah. And you've got three wheels that you're trying to kind of get to work together. It's like a Mario Mario Party game or something. Three wheels that you have to exactly. align to move on to the next level. And you, ha- you have to move all three wheels to the exact right spot. Yeah. And it's much easier when you can do it with both your hands. Because if yeah. you're using a mouse, you can only do one at a time. True. With the speedball, I, I mean, you can do two at a time. If you've got a third hand, you can do all three at is a time. That, is that really what they call it, a speedball? No, that is not really <laughs> what they call say, it. They call it a speed editor. Speed okay. editor. Speedball is what, is what yeah. it looks like. The funniest name in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, even just well, doing color for, for the Tree Fort documentary, I did it in Premiere with, with Lumetri. And oh. like... Uh, we just didn't have time yeah. um but like using the color wheels is such a pain in the ass because one it, it's it's kind of slow it's yeah. you know coloring is it's a lot of information so shit goes slow and it doesn't always go exactly where you want but like there's no way to like really zoom in or like get super accurate with it with the mouse and it's just a pain in the ass like yeah. you just can't get exactly where you want easily because i don't yeah because premiere doesn't show you the numbers i don't think I, they just show you, yeah, they just yeah. show you the wheel. Because Da Vinci, under each wheel, you know, it does show the numbers of everything that you're adjusting with the move of the wheel. I mean, mm-hmm. you're adjusting like five numbers at yeah. a time, but you can, you know, go in and retype it like a fraction. Okay. But, you know, next time, Color Lab. Color Lab would be perfect for something like that. That's... If you're, if you don't have time to learn Da Vinci yeah. and you're working in Premiere, Color Lab would probably have saved you like I half ca- the time. I kind of want to try that out now. Dude, no. do it, do it. I yeah. know, I know. This is kind of your how you how you do things. You learn about them on the pod, and then for the <laughs> next few weeks, I just see you over there yeah. using those plugins. Hundred percent. Remember when we did the plugin shootout? I think for the next two months, you were using all the plugins you described. <laughs> I just love plugins, bro. I know, you just love. I'm out here on Excalibur, just, just like just like it's a game. Yeah. Do, do you like Excalibur? It's all right. I um. There's I haven't I kind of fell out of using it as frequently just because my workflow recently hasn't really hasn't called for it. And the other part of it is like I think you would probably do a lot better with it because you're like interested in setting up your own workflows Um, because Excalibur is great for that, like kind of like setting up your macros in a way. Uh, But I don't I don't really use that. I just use the the base commands that it comes with. Um, and it's usually just like a, applying dissolves or, you know, like small shit like that. Mm. But, so, you I know, it, it speeds shit up. I'll tell yeah. you that. I'm, I, I, I stopped like trying to level up my workflow probably like three or four years ago. Did, wasn't still, there a, yeah. a premiere feature you just learned about like last week? That oh, yeah. was probably something that's been around for like five years. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even know it could do that. And Chris was like, uh, yeah, it's been able to do that. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, but, it was ripple delete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you learned, learned ripple, ripple delete. delete. No, because I remember Final Cut 7 used to have ripple delete Final, and then Premiere didn't. And so you had to have the workaround. And I just assumed you always had to have the workaround. And Chris is like, no, they've had ripple delete for years now. Yeah, they've like, had yeah. it since like 2013. It's crazy. I just always have used my Final Cut 7 ripple del- or like that little hack or whatever. Yeah. So. We're no, where you like raise it up and then. Yeah, exactly. You raise it up and then you move it back and then you lasso the empty space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The tomato, no, it's tomato. Cool. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, yeah. as they say. Ripple delete shortcut. I think it's a option W. Oh, Ooh, my, my, <laughs> mine is option X, but oh. that's because I brought that's one of the few uh, like uh, shortcuts that I changed when I started in Premiere because I brought it from the 
the NLE that I like kind of learned on. Yeah. Mine's r- right option left shift seven because I'm trying to like just get some <laughs> finger exercise in. You know what I mean? I really want to mess with that oh shit. Oh my God. Um, you know what they need to do with the fucking, uh, the company that makes the speedball or whatever? They need to buy like the rights to some old like classic golf game like Fuji Golf. Okay. Right? Oh my God. And make it like a little Easter egg that like you can click on like, f- like file about and then it has like Fuji Golf and you click on it and you just get and you to can play, play Fuji the game. Golf. And that would be awesome. That'd be so tight. That would be awesome. Um, I'll, I'll, I should be on their marketing yeah. team. Message um, Black Magic. I will. Any, well, I think they listen to this. Any last, <laughs> any last things you want to say about NAB or Chris? Any questions you have for Damon about NAB? Um, j- kind of just like your overall experience, not not the you know any specific booths or, or features or anything. Just like what what was the vibe going to to NAB? You basically went by yourself this year. Yeah. How'd that go? Um, you know, the vibe was, the vibe was okay. It was just going to Vegas by yourself sounds not like, not super fun. No, I was there, I was there by myself and like got a cold and it's just, (sighs) that sucks. Yeah. It's not a city that's designed to be walking around popping cough drops. Mm. Um, Papa saw no. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I did not. (laughs) speedball. Oh my God. Savage. But, you know, the parties I did go to, they were good. Yeah. It was nice. Food was good. Um, I went to, I was at the Chessa party. Um, Iconic had one or oh, Iconic okay. Backlight. Had you one. Know, I mean, do you like so with Iconic, I know you work with them very closely on like a lot of stuff over the years. Do you know anyone at Iconic? Uh, Yeah, there's there's kind of like the main like rep that I talked to and he's based in New York and like we've gone drinks. He's, cool. Uh, yeah. He's so you, he was there. You got to meet. Well, not yeah. meet him, but you got to see him in yeah, a different place. Yeah, got to see him. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, no. That's it, huh? Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, I was out. I left that Tuesday night, so I did miss a whole another night of parties, but. Yeah. I think we left on like what, Monday night or something like that, or Monday morning? I think we showed up Friday or something. Yeah. Things started on Sunday. Yeah, but we thought it started on Saturday. Because like on the website, it says that it starts on Saturday. It's like a special ticket. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like just one one event, like a kickoff party or something like that. So we basically showed up Friday, partied. Saturday, found out we couldn't go, so we partied. Sunday, we woke up, went to the thing partied and then monday we left <laughs> and i was like not bad was successful trip pretty sick we recorded a podcast by the pool that's that true nice, you know yeah. eating Bus- brunch business expense oh yeah God. go back uh, to i don't know what episode it was but it would have been about 50 episodes there's ago, a lot somewhere of somewhere in the in the what eight, 80s yeah, who knows there's a lot of like dishes hitting each other and you can hear the waitress asking about what kind of avocado do you want or like they're like making guacamole they're, yeah, at they're the table doing it fresh it was uh it's pretty fun it was See, a good time that's what i'll do better next time i go spend more time by the pool yeah you got to i did yeah. not yeah. the thing is the, the key thing though is to find like like the one that i thought was cool was the co- at the cosmo because the pool is like up on the fifth floor or something yeah. it's like kind of a hidden cosmo. gem so it's like cool. super chill but uh, I don't know. That's 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 my vibe. All right, Damon. Any last things about NAB before we get into what we learned last week? Last things. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can talk more about like mams and dams and things like that. But. <laughs> mams and dams. He's keeping it like super courteous, but also really rude. Mam and dam. Damn, ma'am. We'll get you on next time to talk about some mams and dams or something. We'll send you to. You can be our correspondent next time. There's another Thanks, event. We'll just send you to. Yeah. It, you know okay. what I mean. And it'd be New York, New York, I guess. Yeah, when's yeah. that October? Yeah, that's like October. Yeah, so yeah, we'll do we'll do that correspondence for now. Let's get into everyone's favorite little segment. What we learned last week. What we learned last week. 
All right, you wanna you want me to start us off? I think so. All right, cool. Um, so I Why don't learned. You go ahead, Chris, and kick us off. Okay, thanks. Okay. Um, I learned about a, a cat named Unsinkable Sam. Sick. Yeah. So uh, this was a cat in the uh, in the forties. He was like a uh, a naval cat. You know, he was like the resident mouser on on the ships. But uh, reportedly, uh, he survived three different shipwrecks. Uh, the Bismarck, the Cossack, and the Ark Royal all sank with him on it. When, what, when was this? This was in the 40s. Did they just not know how to like use boats? How the fuck are there three shipwrecks with the same cat? I don't know. It was it was World War II. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Bombs. Fair enough. That, that'll make a difference. That'll put a hole in your boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there there is some... Uh, I don't know. People aren't 100% sure. They, they think it could be a sea story. Uh, but also, this cat reportedly survived three shipwrecks. Unsinkable Sam. So called huh? Unsinkable Sam. And then after the third shipwreck, they retired him. Uh, he, he was no longer allowed on ships because people were starting to think, he's got his bad <laughs> luck. Bad luck. <laughs> he's sinking these fucking ships. <laughs> and then he, he lived out the rest of his days in a, in a yeah. nice home. His career sank, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Dan, what do you got? You said Premiere Productions. Yeah, um, I started using Premiere Productions and testing that out. That's what I've been working on. Um, using that for the documentary I'm starting on. Now, Premiere Productions, is that the one where you can set up like different projects within the same project? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a project within a project, mm -hmm. but they don't they link together yeah. somewhat. Yeah I've, yeah. I've used it a couple times in the past. It's for me, I, I found it's really useful when uh, say, say we're doing something for the NHL and we have mm. like 30 different videos to deliver to them. Uh, but there's four different categories. Well, I, I set up the project uh, like one project for each or one production for each mm -hmm. category. So that way I could be in uh you know, like goal of the year while Alexi's doing save of the year in a different mm. project. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I'm sure it would work just as well with team projects. It's, like, it's like the Hamlet of of editing. It's a project within a project. OK, <laughs> OK. Hamlet was a play within a play. play. Within a play. You know what I mean? I love yeah. that. To edit or not to edit. To edit that is the question. <laughs> so so what what is your uh, were you just testing out on your own or were you in a, a workflow with someone else? Or um, No, I'm using it just for the documentary that I'm starting on. Um, cause I know it's mostly geared towards like a shared storage environment, mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be really beneficial even if you're not working that way, because it just keeps your projects like lighter, faster. Gotcha. They don't, they're not supposed to crash as much. Yeah. A little extra layer of organization yeah. on top of that. Maybe we should uh, yeah. use those or something. We should. I, I've been trying to get know, us to do it. <laughs> what we need to do is change the type of... Uh, project that's yeah. the default in our little so we, we have like a folder structure that we yeah. just copy for every new thing and it's got a default project in there so we yeah. should just that's the thing know. you'd have to like figure out how to transfer that to your productions and if you're because product what i'm learning so far is where it's where it breaks a little is bringing in you can't bring in empty bins premiere does not like empty bins yeah. dude like that one of my biggest issues with uh with premiere right now is if you like pull a single folder from from Finder and you drag and drop, but there's only one uh, file yep. in it. It just pulls in the file. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't create the folder. And I feel like it used to, but maybe not. But that shit drives me insane. You know what you should do is write some script that creates like a very low weight like 
underscore dot txt or something like that and it just is nothing and it's just like one kilobyte and it automatically generates when you make a new folder that'd be interesting yeah. there you go that's uh, the I'll ask chat baby. gpt to do it for me i'm gonna ask no. damon or damon <laughs> I'll, I'll ask chat gpt to do it. No, actually, actually one of the, the first one of the first things i made for premiere was just bringing in empty bins really yes Oh, Damn. so you actually do have a plugin like that? Yes, I do. Look All right. Yeah, I'm fucking miles ahead. I kind of need to get that off you. <laughs> um, for me, what I learned was uh, about fake drone shots. If you go oh. to Google Earth Studio. I, can, I learned about this, too. Yeah. TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can create fake drone shots because it'll take the Google Earth kind of, uh, you know, the satellite satellite image. image and you can just not even top down. It can be like this mm-hmm. and it'll just rotate. I mean, at an angle. I'm doing things on audio it, it at an angle and it'll make it like you can rotate it and you can do all this like keyframing and it actually looks like you really shot the the drone shot yeah um in reality wow. it's a it's great little Google hack to you know if you if you can't get something on on storyblocks or whatever stock i think website. it's if you need a specific location yes. that like yeah. is very you know important to your story like say yeah. you're doing a story about high school football and you need specifically that field yeah like yeah or or if it's something like you need an aerial of an airport well you can't fly a drone over an airport but you can use google studios for it yeah that's a good point google earth studio Studio even so maybe in the future someone will get some use out of that but i'm too lazy so i probably won't (laughs) um all right i think that's the show i think so um why don't you uh let the people know where they can find us oh we'll say goodbye of course we are at sizzle reel gang on twitter and instagram we are sizzle reel gang at gmail.com send us an email Uh, we are sizzle real gang the website.com yes that's a it's a brand new brand and improved new. how long will it be brand new for like <laughs> like maybe every time we mention it? <laughs> yeah every time because it's not actually new it's, it's been around since last august but it exists it, now. it exists for real and big shout out to nancy oh nancy nancy was here i mean we talked about this in the first half of the sure, show of course, i don't know why i'm bringing it up again um and of course we have this sizzle real cold line yeah that, that is Nancy called in. Nancy <laughs> called in. Nancy calling again. This is 332-333-4361. Call in. Leave a message. Text in. Damon, anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Nah, I don't have anything to plug. All I'm right. About to change my stuff, so. Oh, okay. hell yeah. All right. Well, when you change your stuff, come back on and there you can plug go. it then, you know? Perfect. All right, Damon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being our NAB boots on the ground. Um, stands for nice ass boots. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, Sizzler, thank you for Sizzling. See you later. Bye. See ya. <laughs>